about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Take your Bible this morning. Go back to Isaiah chapter 60. One of the things as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian you have to do is not just read your Bible, study your Bible, do whatever, but you've got to be aware of the times that we're in, the time that you're in them. In other words, you don't want to discover a lot of things that took place three months ago and you didn't even know they took place until three months later and you couldn't be a part of them because you're three months later when you should have been three months before. So basically, we're going to talk about the timing of what's going on right now, what's happening, and uh, your place in it. How many know you have a place? Hallelujah, yes. uh, you didn't get born in the kingdom of God just to be something, nothing. No, you're supposed to be something right now. There is a purpose for your life. The greatest tragedy in life is not death. It's living your life without a purpose. So if you live your life with a purpose, death is nothing wrong. You finished your purpose, it's time to move on, praise God. There's nothing to it. And the Bible doesn't call it death anyway, it calls it Depart. I mean, no, those are two different words. Yes. Hallelujah. You're just going to leave. I mean, I could depart right now. My body would fall down and I'd be gone. And I guarantee you I wouldn't be crying for you at all. Praise God. <laughs> I would be one happy camper. Come on. All right. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 60. Yeah, 60. If you have trouble getting up here when you're a teacher or preacher and it's not flowing the way you want, just get drunk beforehand. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Just get drunk beforehand. Then you don't really care. Man, well, I used to be an alcoholic. I didn't care what people thought. I just didn't care. And it's the same way here. You can get in the spirit into a place where you don't really care if you're getting a response or not response. You already know what God wants you to say. You're putting it out there and people receive it or they don't receive it and they get something or they don't. But 99% of the time they do. I mean, you get up here and read one scripture, sit down, you'll probably touch 14 people in here. Because how many know the word God's powerful? All right, Isaiah chapter 60, look at verse 1. It says, Arise and shine, because the light is come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen where? Now, I've preached on this scripture several times. I've been in it before, but this is the first time it actually registered to me of the times that we're living in right now. Ever since I've been in the earth realm, ever since I've been here, there has been darkness in the earth realm. How many of you know that? But this is the first time in my life that I've ran into something called gross darkness. I looked up the word gross, and it basically means obvious wrongdoing. Obvious, blatant wrongdoing. In other words, not just wrongdoing, but the wrongdoing is even obvious now to most people. So here it talks about grossness. And if you look in the world today, what's going on, basically, there's this stuff going on all along. I mean, you see in the abortion world, first of all, is if you were raped, you could have an abortion. Then at two months, you could have an abortion. Then four months, six months. Now they'll kill the baby the day it's supposed to come out. And they're not hiding it. They're telling you what they're going to do. What is that? That's obvious evil doing that's going on in the world. It's not being hid anymore. It is obvious. Uh, for years and years, there was people who were basically men with men and women with women, and the Bible said that they were in the closet. How many of you remember that? Well, wh why was that? Because what they were doing, they stayed in the closet because it just wasn't right, and they knew it wasn't right, but how many know they've come out of the closet now? And it's into a place now where it's not even out of the closet, but it's called pride. 
See, why is that? Because we're living in a time not just of darkness, we're living in a time of gross darkness right now. Darkness doesn't care whether you know it's darkness anymore. They don't care. For years, they've been trying to take over the church and put the church down. You just don't know it. They've come at with IRS. They've come at us with other things, with different stipulation stuff, trying to close the church down. But they were doing it without anybody really knowing it. They were doing it for your benefit. Well, what was that? That was darkness. Now, gross darkness, they're just coming right out. Come on, they're saying, we're going to close you down. That's it. We don't care. We'll open up everything else. We're going to close you down. Why is that? Because we're in a time now of gross darkness. Say gross darkness. There was a time when the news media even gave you news that somewhat you could believe. But now they're giving you straight out lies and don't care whether you know their lies or not. They're going to make up stories and they're going to get out of there. Why is that? Because gross darkness. Say gross darkness. So notice there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of different stuff going on in the world. I mean... When people used to rob a bank when I was a kid or destroy somebody's property, they'd be doing it in the middle of the night and they'd run away. Yeah. Now they're doing it right out in the open. Yeah. Standing on top of police cars, burning them, jumping up and down. Why is that? Because we've moved from darkness into gross. gross darkness. We're living in a time of gross darkness. When I read this scripture several weeks ago, I thought, my God, this is it. We are in gross darkness right now. But notice what the scripture says here. It's very important. It says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the gross darkness the people. How many know that's bad news? Look at the next word, but. Say but. But But is a wonderful word in the Bible. I don't know if you've you've ever noticed it. You ought to do a story on buts. Because I tell you, every time God does something bad, he butts you. You know, you're going to hell, but Jesus came to save you. You were a sinner, but you're now the righteousness of God in Christ. Well, notice here it says, gross darkness is going to be all over the earth, but. Say but. But. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon who? Now, if gross darkness is now, then the glory on you is now. My God, I got a goosebump there. Look at that. Praise God. Jesus. That was good. Hallelujah. Yeah. The glory is now. The rising up upon you is now. Why? Because everything you need we've talked about is on the inside of you, but it's tired of being in there. You've been pregnant too long. It's time to give birth what God has placed on the inside of you and have it come out of the inside of you. And the glory of God on the inside of you is the nature of God. It's the peace of God. It's the power of God. It's the anointing of God. Everything that God has placed on the inside of you equals glory. Well, sometimes we've mystified glory. How many know the moon has glory? The sun has glory. What's the moon's glory? When it shines. What's the sun's glory? When it shines. What is Christian glory? When they shine. shine. So he said, arise and shine. Because the light has what? All right, go to Psalm 72. Glory. Good time to be alive. I'm telling you right now. All right, Psalm 72. Don't mess with me this morning. Stop messing with me. All right, Psalm 72, look at, look at verse 18. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. How many know that's definitely true? And blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Now watch this. This is a double amener. Look at it. Not only amen, but it's amen, praise God. This is good stuff here. So notice, here he says a prayer. How many know Daniel's, the Bible says his heart was after God? 
He had a heart like God. So here he's praying a prayer. Notice what prayer he's praying. He's praying that the whole earth would be filled with the nature of God, the power of God, the peace of God, the, the, the glory of God. And when will that take place? It'll take place when the church who houses the glory allows what's in them to come out of them by simple agreement with what's in them. See, this ain't something you conjure up, this ain't something you seek, this ain't something you go after. This is something already in you, and when you agree with what's in you, how many know that might be faith? See, we, we want a car, we want a boat, we want a house, we want to... Why don't you release your faith for what's already on the inside of you that the Bible tells you, and you'll start walking in that, and you'll progress not only from faith to faith, but one level of... Glory. To another level of... I just preached the whole Bible just there where we've all come together now. See? What's going on on the inside of us? Basically, there's being something there. He prays, let the whole earth be filled with the glory of God. You were created back in Genesis. Man was created to extend the kingdom of God into the earth realm. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So God puts his kingdom on the inside of you, and now you're here on the earth, and you are the answer to people's problems. You are the answer to their worries. You are the answer to all these things because on the inside of you is everything that you will ever need in your life. He said, let them have authority. How many know you have authority? You've got authority in the name of Jesus. You've got authority over every situation. Some of the stuff that you've been putting up with, you've got authority over. But since you didn't know it, you're putting up with it and looking for help from someplace else. And all you've got to do is look on the inside and work out the salvation that's already in you. And you'll start walking in peace and joy and power in every single area of your life. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you. Say, the glory glory is in me this morning. So here he is. He was praying for a time when the whole earth would be filled with the glory, the nature of God, the acts of God, the miracles of God, God's intent, God's purpose, God's will. As a matter of fact, Jesus came for this very purpose. He came to give man a restoration of who they were before Adam fell. In other words, before Adam fell, you go back to Genesis chapter 1, man was given authority, he was given power, he walked in the cool of day with God, he was in the presence of God. Once he fell, he lost all that. So Jesus came to restore, say restore, man back to his original position. Now, let me just say this. The whole church teaches nothing but get born again and go to heaven. You were never in heaven to begin with. You're not being restored to heaven. You're being restored into the citizen of the kingdom of God with all the rights that belong to you. I taught you get born again. Are you born again yet? Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm going to heaven. Well, what do I do from now till I go to heaven? Well, it's going to be so good when you get to heaven. Yeah, but I got 52 years to live yet. And then you get born at 16, you're thinking, my God, that's a long time to wait for heaven. (laughs) See? Why? Because they didn't tell you that the entrance into the kingdom of God comes through the new birth. And once you get born again, you become a citizen and a son of God in the kingdom of God. And everything in the kingdom of God belongs to you, including heaven. See, restoration is returning you to the same place that you were, not putting you in a different position than it did before. So it was returned to the original man. What was man created to do? He was created with power and authority in the presence of God to rule and reign on this earth. And that's what you're going to be doing for all eternity, whether you know it or not. You're not going to live in heaven forever. Getting quiet in here. I ain't got time to go into all this this morning. You need to open up your own Bible maybe now and take a peek at it. But that's not it, praise God. That's not where we're going. We were put here to rule on the earth, and we're going to rule on the earth. God don't need you ruling heaven. He's doing just fine from what I read. 
Come on, are you listening to me? But we've been taught heaven, and once you're going to heaven, then what do I do next? No, once I found out I was in the kingdom of God, I found out I was still going to heaven when I die for a period of time. But also, once I entered the kingdom of God, there's some other things that I got with the kingdom of God. In other words, authority came to me the day I got in the kingdom of God. Power came to me the day I got in the kingdom of God. Victory came to me the day I got in the kingdom of God. So instead of praying for it my whole life, trying to get it, I just decided I had it. And then I got in trouble. You know what? I started agreeing with God. So you want to get in trouble, agree with God. Just say, hi, how are you doing? Are you Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Are you going to heaven? Yeah. I, how about you? No, I'm in the kingdom. I'm righteous, holy, full of the power of God, anointed, and I'm casting out devils and healing the sick. Amen. And they'll say, please do not come back to our church. You can see on the back of the bulletin, we do not believe in any of that stuff. But we have drums and we have a guitar. So praise God, we're doing just fine. But that's not it. See, with the kingdom of God, we received a lot of stuff. So a lot of times our faith is even misdirected because we're directing it to get things that already belong to us. Notice what, what Jesus said. I'll give you two things. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and right standing in that kingdom. Now watch what happens. And all these things will be added. You don't seek the things. You seek God. The church for years has sought things by faith through God. We need to seek God and things will follow us every place we go. Your number one goal is God. Your number one goal is the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ. It's not things. And if things get before it, you're going to short circuit what God wants to do in your life. We just seek God first, praise God. We just go after God. We just want God, praise God. We want to understand God more. We want to know God more. We want to agree with God more. We want to be used by God, praise God. We want what he does. For years I played... Feel my will, do my will, do what I want, do what I want. God said, what about what I want? I said, what about it? See, all things were created by him and Well, that scripture hurts. Because it wasn't created for you to get the biggest house I can and, and have a great big family and have millions of dollars and do all that. No, it's God's will. So if I can determine God's will in my life, and what he wants me to do in my life and follow that will which makes me righteous or right line with him. All these things that I've been praying about and worrying about for the last 25 years will just follow me every place I go, praise God. Some of you guys are getting blessings you can't even understand right now. Don't try to understand, just take them. Amen. Well, I don't know why they want to give me $200. Take the check for God's sakes. <laughs> what I can do, slap you? Dear God. Lord have mercy. I want to give you a promotion. Oh no, not me. There's a lot of other people that deserve it. I don't care who deserves it, praise God. They offer it to you, you take it. Come on. Well, I'm being humble. No, you're being dumb. Come on, the kingdom of God has so much stuff to give us, so much stuff to offer, so much stuff there, but we've got to do it. So how do we know what the kingdom of God is like? Jesus was the kingdom of God on two legs. He walked around, he walked in victory, he walked in peace, he, he walked in casting out devils, healing the sick, he walked in peace, he walked in joy. So what we're doing on the inside of us, we're trying to bring out that person and that Christ and that Holy Ghost on the inside of us, so we live in victory. So David says, praise God. You know what I want to see? My prayer is that the whole earth would be filled with the glory of the Lord. All right, go back to Isaiah chapter 6. The church has been offering you victory when you get to heaven, but the kingdom offers you victory now. Today. Today you can walk in victory. Today you can walk in power. Now when you die and go to heaven, nobody's sick up there. Nobody demon-possessed up there. No reason for any power up there that you've got. All right, Isaiah chapter 6. 
All right, look at verse 1. In the year that King Uzzah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, and twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of the glory. Hallelujah. Now this is Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah. Isaiah had a vision. And he said, there's going to come a time when the angels in heaven are going to look down to earth and say, the whole earth is full of the glory of God, the acts of God, the manifestations of God, the power of God, the anointing of God. Notice what they didn't say. And the angel said, I see gas prices going up, the economy falling apart, riots everywhere, lawlessness is everywhere, demons are taking over the earth. This is absolutely terrible. No, if you're going to operate in God's stuff, you've got to see like God sees. You can't get wrapped up in this stuff in the earth. It's going to blur the glory of God that's on the inside of you and what God wants to do. It's going to worry and fear you into spiritual constipation. See, all this stuff that's on the inside of you ain't going to be able to get out of you because your mind's all messed up. You're still worried. You're still doing this. You're still doing that. But praise God, when you start letting it out and we start walking in the things of God and the nature of God and everything else, let me tell you, no matter what tries to come into your life, it'll always fail. You know why? Because the Bible says love never So if I walk in love, it don't matter what comes against me, I'm going to have victory because love never fails. And I'm just going to stay in love. I don't care who likes me, who don't like me, who's talking about me, who thinks I'm nuts, who thinks I'm crazy, who thinks I'm a, who thinks it doesn't make any difference. Don't make any difference to me what they think or what they're doing. I'm going to walk in love. I don't like you. I love you. I don't like anything about you. I really love you, man. I'll get to the point I love them so much. I like their shoes and I don't even care. Come on, what are we going to do? We're going to walk in this stuff, but you've got to see this stuff in order to walk in this stuff. You can't get sucked up into the world and all these things that are going on because it won't work that way, praise God. So Isaiah says, and David said, the whole earth someday, maybe now, is going to be filled with the glory of the Lord. All right, go to Numbers 14. Numbers 14, there's some real dust coming out of them Bibles this morning, aren't there? I can't even see up here. My gosh, makes me want to sneeze there so much. I'll tell you, to be honest with you, as I got older, I didn't think I would ever see this day. But now I'm excited because I think I'm going to see this day. I think I'm seeing this day, praise God. I think it's coming to pass. I think it's happening. I think I'm, ooh, and it made me get a little excited. All right, Numbers 14. Look at verse 17. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt until now. And the Lord said, I will pardon, 19, yes, is that what I said? All right, Numbers 14, 19. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of thy mercy. Maintain. 
All right, Numbers 14, look at verse 19. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even till now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. God says, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with what? The glory of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I like Isaiah. I like that he prophesied the glory, but I'm not so sure he knew what he was talking about. I saw David talk about and pray for the glory. I'm not so sure that he knows what he's talking about. But when God prophesies it, I got a little trouble saying no. So God says, as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. How much of the earth? That means the U.S. is going to see the glory. Iraq is going to see the glory. Africa is going to see the glory. Iran is going to see the glory. Praise God. The Bible says this gospel of the kingdom will be preached into all the world, and then the end shall Hallelujah. How many know we're headed in that direction? I remember back, I read Kenneth Hagin books and still do for years. He prophesied this day. E.W. Ken said it would happen very soon. Smith Wigglesworth said there's a generation on the scene right now. John G. Lake said, I desire to see it. But here Almighty God himself predicts that the whole earth will be filled with the glory glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, go to either Habakkuk or Habakkuk. Whichever one. What is it? Help me. Habakkuk. Fairly close to the New Testament. Habakkuk. Is it hot in here? Are you there? I'll wait on you. I know some of you is in Matthew and you're not going to any further find it. <laughs> Chapter 2, 1170 in my Bible, if that helps. You may don't understand, if you're going to be a teacher and you're going to be a preacher of the Word of God and you're doing a lot of scriptures that you normally don't go to, write the page number down by the scripture. Because if you get half bombed up here and you say a scripture, and all at once you're the one that can't find it, you look like a fool. So you just put the page numbered by, like mine's right there. Pray I can't. As long as I can see 1170, I'm all right. See, you don't want to guess at this stuff. You want to be because prof- we're professional here. <laughs> That's for you'll need that secret. See, someday you'll be up here teaching. And you'll be preaching, and you'll remember. You say, I'm glad Pastor Tom told me that, praise God, because I just screwed it. There you go. Praise God, see? All right, where am I? 1170, thank you. All right. Chapter 2, are you there? Look at verse 14. It says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the what? Now notice, this is a little bit different, isn't it? We got all these things, the earth is going to be filled with the glory. Earth is going to be filled with the glory. But now, he says, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover what? Now how many know, I've never seen a sea where the waters aren't covering it. 
That would be a miracle, wouldn't it? So in other words, he's saying for sure that the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory here on the earth. Why is that? Why the knowledge of the glory? Because the glory's already here. The only problem is the church don't have the knowledge of the glory that they have. And when they get the knowledge of the glory and agree with it, it will manifest out of the inside of them. And they'll heal the sick, raise the dead, walk in power, walk in victory, walk in everything in their life. Notice the glory is already in me. Say the glory glory. is already in me. Say on the day of Pentecost it was released. And here's what God wants. Sometimes people talk about the kingdom of God and they think about the kingdom of God like we're trying to take over this area of town or take over this area of town or take over this city or take over this. God's trying to take over your heart. See, the only thing he wants to invade is your heart because if he knows he gets in your heart, he'll invade other places, praise God. So he's after your heart on the inside. But here it says, praise God, all we've got to do is know that we have it. I mean, there's many Christians out there right now today praying for the power, praying for faith, praying for peace. Praying for joy. And I mean, all them things is already on the inside of them. It was already been given to them because God's on the inside of them. So they're wasting their time. So ignorance will keep this stuff from operating in your life. Let me give you a demonstration. I'm going to tell on myself because I don't get mad at myself. <laughs> Must have been about a couple months ago. We started doing, well, probably longer than that now. We did start doing Facebook live because we closed the church down for a little bit. And we're doing Facebook. And Zemi and Latasha came up and wanted to see something on my Facebook. Well, I was still going to Facebook logging in my whatchamajigger, and then finally pushing a button, and finally getting on Facebook. And they'd, they'd ask me about something on Facebook, and I'd be there, and they'd say, what the heck is, what's taking you so long? Just go to Facebook. I said, I am. So basically, she said, Zemi, take care of him. So Zemi came over and took my phone, and about 30 seconds later, I had this little app, and it said Facebook on it, a little blue thing. And she said, just touch that app, and it'll take you right into your Facebook. I said, I won't have to put my, no, you just push the app. And so I pushed the app and lo and behold, <laughs> God has spoken. <laughs> it worked. Now, now notice that ability was always in that phone, but because of lack of knowledge, someone was doing things the hard way. And because of lack of knowledge in people's lives in the church, they're doing things the hard way, not understanding that if they just get with somebody that knows what to do in the right way and serves them in the right way, they can have a power of God button. And when you need just push it, and you're ready to go because it already belongs to us. So it's got to do with the knowledge of it. Whatever you don't have knowledge of, how many you know you're not going to use? It's not going to work. So basically what do we need to do? Here he says it's going to be filled with the knowledge. Say the knowledge. But it's already there. Cell phone, another thing that we did one time was I was getting a lot of newscasts from some news company. And I didn't like any of them. Of course, they were all negative or whatever. They kept coming up in my Facebook. So I tried to go online, try to email them, say, stop sending me this stuff. That didn't work. It just kept coming back to me. I tried to call them. They just ignored me. So I came here. And once again, Latasha says, what's the problem? I said, I got this news feed. It comes, I mean, it just don't come on once. It comes on and on and on and on and on. All different news stories. And I don't want to look at that stuff. I'm trying to avoid that stuff. And she comes up and she pushes something in the corner. It says, hide post. She pushes a button and it left. Come on now. And once again, how many know I could have did that a long time ago rather than getting mad at them, frustrated at them, wanting to give them a piece of my mind 
emailing them, all that stuff I went through, I went through because I was ignorant of what I could already do on my cell phone, and it's the same way in some of our lives right now. Praise God. We've got to get a revelation of who we are and what we, we can do and what we should do, and we've got to get out of the, the I can't mindset and the failure mindset. And the, I mean, if you're a new Christian, you're in a prime position because I don't have to dig out of you all the junk that somebody already put in there. Sometimes it's hard to dig the junk out before you can get anything in there. But some of you are brand new. You don't know nothing, and you are blessed. (laughs) You are blessed in your ignorance because you'll just believe anything I say, praise God. And as long as I give you the word with it, you're going to grab onto that. You're going to go forward. You don't have to unlearn this or argue this. Your mind's not going to No, you're just going to step right into it, praise God. So sometimes that's good. Say, sometimes that's good. All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. I, I can get the New Testament. I don't need pages for that. All right, Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 25. Paul speaking, he says, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery, say the mystery. mystery. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now, when? When is it? But now is made manifest or known to his who? How many of you are saints? Glory to God. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory to God. Now, what's he saying here? He's saying there's this mystery that's been a mystery for a long time, but now this mystery, since Jesus came and opened the door and people's mentality to what's going on, where they can born again, the, the, the mystery, basically, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's Christ, the Holy Ghost. God is going to come to live on the inside of people. See, this is the difference between the the gospel of heaven and the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of heaven, you get born again, you don't know what to do after that, you're just going to die and go to heaven. But the kingdom gospel places God. Come on. Yes. Where he he belongs. Jesus. On the inside of you. Christ is on the inside of you. And notice, he is the hope of what? Why is that? Because you didn't have any glory until Christ came on the inside. But now Christ came on the inside, and the Bible says he is the brightness of the glory of God. So if he's the brightness of the glory of God, and I've got Christ in me, then on the inside of me, I've got the brightness of the glory of God on the inside of me, because Christ lives on the inside of me. So the gospel of the kingdom basically takes you into a place where God's actually living on the inside of you, talking to you on the inside of you. Everything you need is on the inside of you. All right, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Walk you through this. Say, Christ in me. Christ in me. Hope of glory. glory. Look to the person on your right. Say, do you know? know? Christ is in you? you. Person on your left. Say, do you know? know. Christ is in you? you. Now point to yourself and say, act like it. (laughs) Notice how I kept the condemnation out and made you do it to yourself. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, are you there? Look at verse 23. 
Paul says, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and Christ is the? Wisdom. So Christ is who? Power. And Christ is what? Wisdom. And now where's Christ? So that means when Christ moved in, the power of God moved in and the wisdom of God moved in. So why would I pray for power when the power is already moved in on the inside of me? I'm just going to agree with the power and learn to operate and cooperate with the power that I have on the inside of me and also have the wisdom of God. Say wisdom of God. Wisdom. See, most people spend their whole time praying about wisdom. Just claim the wisdom you got and it will flow on the inside of you. See, I don't know what to do. You know why? Because you're in your head. Whenever you get in your head, you don't know what to do. Because your mind's trying to figure everything out and, and do everything. But in your spirit, man, you've got everything that you need because Christ is on the inside of it. Say, Christ in me, Christ. the power of God in me, the wisdom of God is in me, the hope of glory. All right, go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, look at verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among how many brethren? Amen. Say, I'm one of those. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, him also he called, and him also he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also? Glorified. So notice it says here, if he called you, and then he justified you, and now what does he want to do? Glory. He wants to get the glory that's on the inside of you to start flowing out and affect things that are around you. All right, look at verse 31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, then who can be against us? Now look at verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely Give us what? All. Say all things. all things. This is why you really don't have to pray for things because when Christ came on the inside of you, he gave you all things that you need already on the inside of you. But we've been taught to deny the things that are on the inside of us because that's humility. Do we have power? No, God's got all the power. Do you have wisdom? No, God's got all the wisdom. Do you have peace? I should say not. I'm trying to get some from someplace. Do you have joy? I've got the joy. <laughs> It doesn't work that day. You basically, by claiming what you've got on the inside of you, basically allows it to operate in your life. So when you get in a situation where everything's around you, you say, thank God for perfect peace. Glory to God. It's so good to be in peace today. Thank you, Jesus. It's so good. And I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for putting Christ on the inside of me. Thank you for making you a winner, not a loser. Thank you, 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 thank you. And it'll change the situation. Not, where's my peace? Where did I leave it? See, that won't work. It's on the inside of you. With Christ, he freely gave you how many things? All. All right, look at verse, same chapter, look at verse 18. Now look, Paul was from the south because he says, for I reckon. <laughs> for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the uh, which shall be revealed. I'm sorry? From heaven? 
in us. Notice this tells you here. I reckon the sufferings of this time, don't worry about what's going on in the world right now because the main thing is not even going to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed from the inside of who? Say there's glory in me. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. How many of you are sons and daughters of God? Come on. He he taught on it several weeks ago that you're a son of the living God and God wants sons of God to act like sons of God, look like sons of God, talk like sons of God, be like sons of God, and be the sons of God, praise God, that they're supposed to be, praise God, so the whole earth would be filled with the glory of God. Here's what the church has been. You know, I had an illustration one time. If you ever watched police shows, which I do, there's something called an undercover cop. So an undercover cop is not wearing the uniform. You can't see his badge. You can't see his gun because he's undercover, but he's still a cop. You see, most Christians are undercover Christians. They've got the authority in their life. They've got the power in their life. They've got everything in their life. But basically, they're living like they're an ordinary person with no power, nothing to do, because they're undercover. Say undercover. And I told God that day. Here, you know what I told him that day? I said, if Christianity and, and Christ in you ever becomes illegal... I want to have enough evidence to go to jail. Come on. Comes out, no, you're going to go to jail if you say Christ in you, the hope of glory. And most people don't even know it, so nobody much is going to go to jail. But if you're operating in signs, wonders, and miracles, and the power, I want to have evidence. They want to say, get that one there. Get that crazy person over there. No, don't worry about that one. They've been in church 40 years. They don't know nothing. Let them sit right there in the front row. But I want evidence in my life. I want to have physical evidence in my life. I want to see people's change. I want to see their faces change. I want to see their lives change. I want to see their hearts change. I want to see the power of God to flow into their life. Praise God. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 5. You're living far below your possibilities. Far below. We all are. Ephesians chapter 5. Look at verse... Let's look at verse 25. That's a good way to start. At least for the women. Chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. So notice he's talking about the church here, isn't it? Jesus is looking for a, what kind of church? He's not looking for a small church, not looking for a big church, not looking for a denomination, not looking for a church inside, outside, all over the place. He's looking for a glorious church, one that's manifesting the glory of the Lord. How are they going to do it? They're going to be sanctified and cleansed by the washing of water of the Word of God. In other words, the Word of God is going to bring you to a place. It's going to raise you up in your thought life to a place to where you understand who you are and what you can do in your life. So he's looking for a glorious church. So I said, here we are. I said, Lord, I'm, here we are. Don't you have to look much further? Here we are, praise God. Just look right down here on Sunday mornings, 1030. Right here we are, praise God. Hallelujah. That's where we're at, right here. Right here. Don't have to look right here. He's looking for a glorious church. You know where he's looking? Right here. He can look right here. It's where he's going to look, right here. 
you know, because he's looking for a glorious church. You know, he's looking, he's looking all over. Where is one? Where is? And I'm right here. I'm saying, Amen. jumping up. You know, I'm waving a flag. I'm doing everything that I can. Praise God. I'm right here. I'm saying, praise God, because I want to be part of that. So I just want you to know this morning he's looking here. It's maybe very deep. He's looking for a glorious church. This is it, praise God. These are serious people here. We're not here just for the fun of it. We're not here just to be here on Sunday morning. We're not here just because it's 1030 and we got nothing else to do. We're not here just so we don't feel guilty because we miss Sunday morning church. We're here because we love the Lord and we know that we have a purpose in our lives and we know we've been called to do something and praise God, we ain't going to back up. We ain't going to, nothing's going to hold us back. Praise God, we're going to go forward. I don't care what happens in Los Angeles. I don't care what happens here and I don't care what happens there. We're going forward, praise God. That's where we're going. We're going to step forward, praise God. We're going to walk in love. We're going to walk in peace. We're going to walk in power. We're going to walk in the glory of the Lord. That's who we are. That's just who we are, praise God. We're not like everybody else. We ain't got time to worry. We ain't got time to be in fear. Hallelujah. We decided to pray rather than worry. Declare rather than have fear, praise God. Because we're powerful. We're a powerful church. I don't know if you know that, but we are. We're a powerful church. All right, Joel chapter 2. I just want to show you this yet. I want to briefly show you this. Joel is 11.44 for those that don't have it down. Joel. Good old Joel. Now many times in the Bible when there's a prophet of old who prophesies something that comes to pass in the New Testament, it's re-prophesied but it's changed. Because it's a different dispensation. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when they're prophesying something that happens up here, when it actually happens, sometimes that changes the prophecy at that time because it's changed. In other words, somebody's prophesied, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. Then he comes. How many know the person that gets that revelation is going to say Jesus is coming? He's going to say Jesus is here. All right. Let's put that. I probably looked a little confused, but it's all right. Joel chapter 2. Are you there? Look at verse 27. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Say, pour out my spirit. Say it again, pour out my spirit. spirit. Say, Joel says, says, pour out my spirit. spirit. Say it again, pour out my spirit. spirit. All right, go to Acts chapter 2. Joel says, pour out my spirit. He's going to pour out my spirit. All right, Acts chapter 2, are you there? Look at verse 16. Peter says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet. Well, what did the prophet speak? He spoke, he's going to pour out my spirit. Say, pour out my spirit. All right, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out. Oh, no, 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 no. I will pour out of 
my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and all my servants and handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit. Do you see it? In the Old Testament, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Then the spirit shows up. So Peter said he's not going to pour out his spirit again. He's going to pour out of his spirit on all flesh. Do you got it? So what happens? Once the spirit of God gets here, once you get spirit on the inside of it, the only way it can advance if it's poured out of the spirit that's already here, which is on the inside of you, God will never pour out his spirit again. He already did it. He already said this is that. So what happens? The spirit on the inside of you will be poured out of you. Are you following me? It's just one little word, but it's a big word, and Peter changed it. Peter said, the Spirit of God's here. So let me tell you what's going to happen. That's why I sat under Kenneth Hagin for years. Why? I wanted him to pour out of his Spirit upon me. That's why I sat under Christian Harfus and went to college. Pour out of his Spirit on me. Hey, Kenny Copeland, pour out his Spirit on me. Benny Hinn, pour out his Spirit on me. What am I? I'm getting it from every side, but I'm getting it. I'm not looking here. I'm looking here. People are pouring out their Spirit. When you sit in this place and you get the Word of God and you sit under the anointing, people in here are pouring out of their Spirit onto you. So the, this last day's revival that we're waiting for God to, to drop something out of heaven and do this or do that, that, that last day's revival happens to be in you right now. It's on the inside of you right now. It's already on the inside. You don't have to wait till everybody else gets on board. As a matter of fact, if you get on board, yes. people will jump on your train. Yes. Yes. See, once you get on fire, once you understand you've got something to give, every single person you run into out of the inside of you, it's already in, and you're going to pour out of that spirit. So notice how he changed. What he, he knew what day it was. He knew what time to it. He knew what he did. So it's not pour out the spirit, but pour out of the spirit. So we're living in that revival time right now. I'm telling you what, people are getting the revelation of this knowledge. They're coming to understand who they are. They're starting to operate in the power of God. There's a new excitement yeah. in people's life. Yeah. You can't believe this stuff and not be excited. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I got God in me. Jesus is in me. God's power right here on the inside of me. Yeah, my God. I'm a, yeah, powerful. I'm powerful. Yes, praise God. No, there's something that doesn't. When on the inside of you, you start to understand who's in you and what you can do and the ability that you have. The things of this world are going to grow dim. There's a song about that, but it's going to grow dim. Do you see what I mean? All these distractions, all these things going on to keep you away from the revelation that's on the inside of you, it's already on the inside of you, praise God. You've just got to find out what's in there and start to agree with God and start to operate in it, and it'll work in every single area of your life. Jesus said when, when he raised Lazarus from the dead and the, the two sisters came, he said, if you will believe, you shall see the glory of the Lord. We, I don't want to wait and see the glory, then believe. Because then it's manifesting out of somebody else. And that's fine. But I want to believe in the glory. Because I want to be the one manifesting the glory. Come on. Where other people see the glory and want to know what happened. And how did you do this? How did you do this? How many years did you fast? How many years did you pray? What did you do? How many years did you go to school? Let me tell you what you need to do. Believe. Believe. Just simply believe what God says in his word and manifest the power of God that's on the inside of you. And it will flow in every single area of your life and everybody's area of their life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added.